We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is August 6th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined for the second day in a row, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I barely got out of bed today. I'm currently not wearing pants because I'm in a hotel room, and I can do that. I refuse to ever wear pants in hotel rooms. It just doesn't seem right. <laughs> uh, it doesn't shock me. <laughs> nothing you just said shocked anything shocked me at all yeah it shouldn't <laughs> uh we do have a lot to talk about today so before jumping in if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over there check them out it is fantasydraft.com sign up through the rotor grinders link so we get three months of rotor grinders premium for fantasy draft plus You'll get any promos that we run with them. You'll get access to those. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. A lot to talk about, a lot to cover. We're jumping right in. We got the Yankees. We got the Orioles. We got a opener situation in New York, and then we got Wojciechowski on the Baltimore side of things. Um, What are we doing here with the New York pitching situation? 
Uh, staying away. Cortez is probably not going to go over 50 pitches, probably not going to go over three innings. He potentially could, but the likely scenario is that he's not going to. He is 4K if you really want to throw him in. I don't think I can talk you out of it because he could potentially end up with 10, 12 points at 4K because Baltimore is that bad. I don't think it's worth it, though. This is a decent slate with a lot of guys in the 5 to 6K range that could actually – end up with 20 points. So it just doesn't seem worth to me. And there's not a must play up at the top. So getting in a big stack with Cortez is not going to be terribly hard. So I'm going to cross him off entirely. Yeah, I'm just – I'm not touching this situation. It's 15-game slate. I don't necessarily have to touch this situation. So I'm not going to. Um, Wojciechowski on the other side of this game, you know, we've seen – where he's been really good. We've seen where he's struggled some. Um, any interest here in him? I, it's still so confusing. I think I will probably use him a little bit. He's just been so good for no apparent reason. And this is a tough matchup. He's got to come in at like 4% ownership. He's got a 30% K rate on the season and still has near 15% swing strike rate. He's 6.6K. He's going up against a Yankees team that people assume is much better than it is because all the injuries have made it that much worse. And there's a little bit of strikeouts in here. They're right around league average for strikeouts. And Wojnowski is just striking a whole bunch of guys out. It's being played in Baltimore, which makes it a little bit tougher considering Wojnowski is a big fly ball pitcher. But 6.6K, you're not going to find that amount of upside with any other guy if he is pitching like he has been recently. So all that to say, yeah, I'm going to use him. And it could go terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah, I don't hate it. 6,600, he has some upside. Um, people won't play him, like you said, because he is facing the Yankees, and this is not your typical Yankees lineup. So, you know, get through the first three or four guys, and then that lineup kind of drops off. So, uh, I don't hate the tournament upside here for a guy, you know, especially at 6,600. Uh, as far as the Yankees bats go, what are we looking at here for the Yankees bats? I think Judge is still a little bit too cheap at 4.9K. Outside of him, like, I don't want to pay 5K for these guys. I mean, they, Wojnowski could get blown up a little bit. You're fine with searching for home runs and Judge and Torres probably, but I, I'm just not a huge fan of this lineup now with all the other guys out. And the only real cheap guy in the lineup is Ford and Rom- and Romine. Like, those two guys are the only ones under 4K. I'm probably just going to stay away outside of Judge as a one-off just because Wojnowski is a big fly ball guy. So he could very easily hit a bomb if he actually gets the bat on the ball. Yeah, and, you know, everybody doesn't even realize that Judge is more of a ground ball hitter. So, um, a fly ball guy like Judge and DJ – or ground ball guys like Judge and DJ LeMahieu are the two guys that I'd be looking at here outside of, you know, cheap bats if we get any of these guys in the lineup. As far as the Baltimore bats go, it's just a situation where it's tough to really, you know, play lefties, righties. You know, you're playing just the good bats. And right right now it's – Jonathan VR, it's Trey Mancini. I think those are the two guys you're targeting from Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pro- I'm going to completely cross them off, though. It's a bullpen game. Like, these are all good bullpen arms. An average bullpen arm's better than a good pitcher most of the time. So, Yankees got a good bullpen. I'm just like, none of these guys are that cheap. VR is like five, 4.5K, Mancini's 4.7, Santander's 4.3. So, none of these guys are really worth it to me for their price tags. I'm just completely xing everyone off you're probably not going to win a tournament with them as one-offs the chances of them having a two home run game are very slim so no interest in them for me yeah and jonathan vr is coming off of a game where he scored a billion fantasy points so 
he should get a little bit of elevated ownership here. We got the Brewers and the Pirates. Chase Anderson against Stephen Brault. Um, any interest here in Chase Anderson? I do. Um, he's another guy that's just real cheap. He's an extreme reverse splits pitcher because he doesn't have a slider as an out pitch, as I've said many times before. Has a pretty decent change up here. They can get some whiffs. Like, very good numbers versus lefties. Not a whole lot of hard contact. Under a 150 ISO, under a 250 Woba versus lefties. And he's going to be facing four to five of them. Um, I want to wait and see when what lineup comes out here because uh, it could potentially give him a bump. But he's been pitching well recently. He's only 6K. I have a lot of interest in him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got a bit of ownership. But I'm still willing to eat that just because he has – some upside, and he's one of the few really cheap options on the slate that is actually a decent real-life pitcher and is in a good spot. I'm always curious, like, why he doesn't use his cutter more against righties. Like, it's always something that bothers me about Chase Anderson. Like, he throws it 20, almost 23% of the time against lefties and under 10% against righties, and, like, it might help you, dude. You you might want to look into throwing your, you know, cutter a little bit more instead of, you know, trying to mess around with the, you know, your curveball. So, I, Chase Anderson, like you said, he's 6K. It's a ballpark upgrade. Um, I certainly think he's a guy we could potentially look at here today. And I do think he'll get some ownership um, in this spot for sure. Um, the other side of this game, Stephen Brault coming back from the IL here um, and just not the matchup you want to face. You don't want to face this team. I know he's a lefty and this team is a little bit better against righties, but um, I, I have no interest in Stephen Brault here. Yep, none whatsoever. He's not a very good pitcher. This is not a good matchup. Not a lot of Ks in this matchup. Just no reason to use him at all. We don't know how late he's going to go into the game. And by the way, Brian Reynolds is like my least favorite baseball player now. Um, I don't know if you saw him rob Mustakas of his first home run. That was very tilting. So, um, least favorite baseball player now. Like, Mustakas hit a home run his next at bat, but two is better than one. I'm yeah, good. I got the same thing with Kiermaier when he robbed – I can't remember who it was, but just a ridiculous catch. And I think I faded him, like, for the next two weeks because of it, and he started hitting bombs. Never <laughs> never happy with Kiermaier again. Even if I roster him and he hits a bomb, I'm still going to hate the guy. What are we looking at here on the Brewers' side of things? I mean, Brault's been good versus lefties this year. So, I mean, you can take Yelich as a one-off in tournaments. Like, it's a decent match anyone. Same thing with Moustakas. But I'm looking more at the righties here. Hira, Grandal, Braun are all decent plays. Grandal's too cheap at 4.2K. Hira's a little bit expensive, but I'm still fine with using it. Pena, if he makes the lineup, uh, I like him at a very cheap price tag going up against a – Lefty that just has not been good versus righties so far this year. Um, but nothing in particular. I mean, Pittsburgh is a better park for lefties. So, kind of decreases my interest just because the lefties are the one there in a bad spot. And some of these um, bats that we want to play for the Brewers got kind of price increased. So, you know, Ryan Braun's 4.7K. It's a good matchup for him, but that's a tough price. And Hera, you know, 5,200. Like, those are just – they're just tough price tags. That's all. So, um, you know, the other side of this game, the Pittsburgh side, you know, you, you talked about Chase Anderson kind of being reverse splits. I could see maybe playing like Ozuna or Marte here. But again, we start looking at the pricing on these guys and it's not like the pricing is anything you want to pay for these guys as one-offs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm crossing Pittsburgh entirely off the list. All right. 
Royals, Red Sox, Jacob Junis against Andrew Kashner. Um, any interest here in Junis? Not against Boston. Like, he's a decent real-life pitcher, but Boston, I think, has one of the highest run totals on the entire slate. They're just a great team right now. If JD's not in the lineup, I still don't think I have any interest in Unis here. It's just he's a mediocre strikeout rate pitcher. We're not getting enough price savings for him considering he's facing Boston. No interest in him for me. Yeah, even if JD and Mookie are both out, like the the two guys that are banged up here, like the Red Sox just don't strike out and they walk at high clips. They really work pitchers. They're just a hard team to get ceiling, you know, a ceiling game from. So, for me, it's going to be a pass as well. And then, you know, Andrew Kastner on the other side of this game, <laughs> I, I still don't know why they traded for him. But, hey, he, he's here. Um, any interest in Kastner? At no. no, no. I mean, where I mentioned we're, – we're like three games in and there's two guys around the same price range that are already way better picks than him with way more upside. No interest in cash or even against a KC team with trash hitters in the bottom half of their lineup. Yeah. Um, and, and the problem for Cashner in this spot, he, he's been semi-reverse splits this season. You know, he's been a little bit better against lefties than righties. Um, you know, righties are just trashing his fastball, and he continues to throw it at 45% of the time. So, you know, I think that this is a terrible matchup for him. You know, there's Merrifield, there's Dozier, there's Solaire, there's Cuthbert. You know, even Starling, like there is some right-handed power bats in this lineup, and it's just not a great spot. It's it's actually kind of a sneaky stack spot for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, the problem with their stack is they're all priced up too. Five point one k for Wit, four point eight k for Dozier, four point seven for Solaire. Like they're not cheap. I don't mind any of those three guys as one-offs, preferably Dozier or Solaire, just because they absolutely bomb the ball and. Kashner still has decent ground ball stuff versus righties, but Dozier and Soler are both extreme fly ball guys, so uh, they can easily take the ball at the yard here. I like both of them as one-offs because they're high price and very low ownership, but outside of them, don't really want anyone. Uh, the Boston side of things, what do we like here for the Red Sox? Everyone. Everyone, Casey's bullpen's trash. Junis is just an all right pitcher. They are on fire recently. If JD isn't in the lineup, then I mean that gives us less batters to go with. But they're all five K. I don't care. I'll still stack them up. Like there's enough good batters in this lineup that you can easily do. And if you have to, you can always throw Sonny Leon down there at the bottom for two point six K and still be able to pay up for some guys. And there's enough medium price pitchers where I can pay up for big price bats. And there's a perfect spot for. Devers for Bogarts for Betts for Benintendi for JD all of them are just gonna mash Eunice and then mash this bullpen yep uh Boston you know for the second straight day one of my favorite stacks so um certainly like the Red Sox here uh, against like you said Junis and this bullpen Angels and Reds Jose Suarez against Anthony Desclafani um any interest here in Suarez no just no, I mean, he, there is a few lefties in the lineup, maybe, but it's going to be dominantly uh, righty-heavy, and Suarez just doesn't have a great K rate versus righties. It's not a good ballpark. He's not a great pitcher. People are playing him for a while, and I couldn't really understand why. There's no reason to go with him here. I'm not going to play him at all. 
Yeah, uh, man, that opener situation yesterday, they they got what they deserved. Like, the young kid came in after Cole got rocked and threw five really solid innings, struck out eight. Um, you know, Suarez is a lefty. I like the lefties uh, against Cincinnati, but I don't love this spot. There's potential weather, and, you know, he really hasn't had a ceiling game yet, so we don't really know, like, what his ceiling is. I like lefties against Cincinnati. I don't think this is a spot I'll play Suarez. I don't plan on playing 150 teams. If I was, maybe I sneak in 5% Suarez uh, just to, you know, get off of those other guys in this price range. But it's not anything that I'm, like, super in love with. Um, Anthony Desclafani on the other side of this game, much better against righties than lefties. And, you know, with, with this team losing the DH, like, there's only going to be two or three lefties. Can you roll the dice on Desclafani, or is he just too expensive? I think you can uh, um, on a slate where there's a whole bunch of high-priced pitchers that I really want. It's a different scenario, but I don't think that's the case today. 8.3 is a little bit to pay for him, but he's absolutely worth it here. I mean, he's going up against a bunch of varieties here who's been great, and then the only lefties are Thice, who strikes out at a massive clip. Calhoun, who strikes out at a pretty decent clip. So, like, there's not – like, all the downside that comes with having lefties in the lineups versus him is largely negated because they strike out a huge clip. So, for fantasy purposes, it actually comes out to about net neutral with those two guys in the lineup. And then all the righties outside of Trout are not really guys that we're terribly worried about. There's a good spot facing a pitcher. And so, like, I, I really, really like Disco Stew here and – like it's just tough to pay that price tag, but going with a Chase Anderson or a, a what's his name, uh, Wojnowski with Disco Stug lets you get all the bats you want. So I'll probably use a bit of him here. All right, let's talk some bats. Angel side of things, uh, anything standing out to you? I mean, Calhoun is fine. He's still a lefty going up to against Descalfani. Trout still Mike Trout. Uh, Upton's. Pretty cheap at 3.7K, but Descalfani's so good versus righties that he'll probably miss my lives. Outside of those guys, probably don't want anyone here. Yeah, Matt Dice, uh, you you talked about him a little bit. He is a kid with some raw power. Um, We're starting to finally get to see it a little bit. You know, we saw him in AAA hit, you know, 14 home runs. Like, he has a little bit of pop, and, you know, he's certainly showing it more and more. He has kind of been slumping a little bit uh, recently. I wish his price was down a little bit. Maybe it's cheaper on FanDuel or Yahoo. Um, so I, I don't hate him if he's cheap. Like, if he's cheap, I think he's playable here against Descalfani. But, you know, he does strike out a ton. So you're going to get, you know, boom or bust for sure. But he does have a 321 ISO on the season. So, like, we have to respect the, the power a little bit here, even in the small sample. Um, Cincinnati side – you know, I don't mind Suarez. Uh, again, uh, I don't love this team against left-handed pitching. Suarez, Irvin, um, Aquino, Senzel, th- those are the four righties that I don't mind playing here against Suarez. Yeah, and they're all outside of Suarez are pretty darn cheap. Um, so I don't mind a little mini stack here, a four-person stack with these righties that have some power going up against Suarez who just, like, he may be an almost all-right fantasy pitcher because of his decent K stuff, but – Against righties, he's just not a good pitcher. Decent fly ball rate, high hard contact rate, just okay strikeouts, high walk rate. Like, he's not a very good pitcher, and it's over in Cincinnati. So, yeah, any of those guys with power are all good plays here, and they're all a little bit too cheap. 
Um, we continue to move on. We got the Rangers. We got Cleveland Indians. Ariel Gerardo against Zach Plesic. Um, Any interest here in Gerardo? I don't think so. I mean, he's super cheap, which makes him slightly interesting. But they still have a 6.3 implied run total against him. There's not a ton of strikeouts in here. A lot of lefties in the lineup, which Gerardo has actually been decent against, but just doesn't strike out at all. I don't think it's worth it here. I'm probably not going to pay 4.4K with him. I won't argue with it just because of his price tag, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I would rather just find the extra few bucks and pay up a little bit uh, for some of those guys that we already were kind of talking about. I don't really – honestly, I don't really love any cheap pitcher today. Like, I, I don't love anybody under 6K. Like, I, I'm not taking a shot on hardly any of those guys, if any of those guys. So, um, I, I just don't like the spot for Gerardo. And, you know, the other side of this game, Plezik, you know, we talked yesterday about the young pitcher, um, the prospect, and this is just the opposite scenario here. This guy doesn't have any strikeouts. He has a lot of, you know, his his contact rate is almost 80%. Like, it, it's just a stay-away spot for me on Plezik. Yeah, never want to use him. That's it. Like, he's, he's not that good. If he was 4K, you can take a shot on him, but he's not, not going to be 4K at all. His numbers are trash. He doesn't strike out, guys. Like, he's just bad fantasy, bad real-life pitcher. Yeah, and, like, the ni- dynamic pricing here, as far as DK goes, like – you know, they, they've they caught up to this and like he's already gone like this. This Texas team's already priced up for this matchup and they only have a four run implied total of 4.2. What are your thoughts here as far as the Texas bats go? Hey, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some. Yeah, like the ones I really want are priced up a bit. Honestly, the stack's not going to be terribly popular and he does give up a bunch of hard contact and fly balls. He's been decent versus lefties so far this year, limiting hard contact, which gets rid of a lot of those guys that I would rather have in the lineup. There's not a whole lot of like high ISO righty bats. So, like honestly, you can you can do it. I don't know if I will. Like in larger field tournaments is where you want to go, and it's almost strictly a stack spot because, like I said, the power is coming from lefties and Plesex limited hard contact to lefties. Yeah, I just I'm on the fence about them. You know, I think they're in play. I don't think that they're my favorite team today, but I I do think it's a pretty pretty easy. It's an easier matchup, and you know, you go to the other side of this game, the Cleveland side, and like uh, this is a spot that I really like Cleveland. Like I know Gerardo can get ground balls, but we we've, we've seen that number kind of increase a little bit this year. And like, yeah, you're paying up for Lindor, you're paying up for Santana, you're playing up for Jose Ramirez, but we go down here and like Puig is cheap. Reyes is cheap. Like I, I like some of these bats towards the middle of this order and, you know, kind of mixing and matching the cheap guys with the expensive guys. But I, I like the Cleveland stack a lot today. Yeah, you definitely like can play pretty much anyone one through seven, one through eight in this lineup here. They all have power and Gerardo, like, yes, he gets ground balls to righties, but he still has a 40% hard contact rate to righties and a 45% hard contact rate to lefties. These guys are all good. A lot of them are very good fly ball hitters. Kipnis, Ramirez, Puig, Santana are all big fly ball guys. Um, so any one of them could take out the ballpark. Anytime you get a fly ball hitter going up against a pitcher that gives up a ton of hard contact, even if they're a ground ball pitcher, you still roll with them. So I like this stack. I like hitters one through seven. My favorite are probably Santana and Ramirez and Probably Puig, um, 
maybe Reyes just because of his price, but really any of these guys I'm entirely fine with. They can all take him out of the ballpark. This could be a real blow-up spot for Dorado here, and it's not a bad spot to take advantage of it, especially on a slate where you can pay down at pitching and still be all right. Yeah, um, you know, especially when you start digging into these guys' numbers against sinkers, like you're going to like what you see um, from this Cleveland team when we're, when you start getting into the pitch data. Uh, White Sox, Tigers, 10.5 total. Hector Santiago against Drew Ver- Verhagen. Um, pick em game. Any interest here in Hector Santiago? No. Gosh, it's, it, it's so tough because these pitchers are just such trash. These guys are bad. Like – I'll play just about any pitcher against either one of these teams, but we got potential weather. And, like, these these are your cheap stacks of the day. Like, these teams are so cheap against these two really bad pitchers. Like, we don't have a large sample on Verhagen, but everything we've seen from him so far is just bad. Yeah, and they're so cheap, and they're facing terrible bullpens afterwards. Yeah. Both these teams have over – there's a 10-and-a-half – over under on this game, and it's a pick 'em. And these teams have what one player over 4K? Wait, do they have a single? Yeah, they have one player, two players over 4K in both lineups combined. But they're just so bad. Like, I'd, I'd think I'd rather take my shot on both Verhagen and the White Sox bats than Detroit. Like, Verhagen's been bad, but his biggest thing is the fact that he walks a ton of guys. And these guys are just so free-swinging that they could still potentially just not walk almost at all. And Verhagen can gather this with 5Ks and very little. Like, I don't want to play Verhagen, but this lineup's just so terrible. I may be forced to play a little bit of them. Yeah, um, I get it. I really do. I'm not going to ever try to talk anybody – like. If you're playing somebody under 6K, it's probably Verhagen. I'm not going to try to talk you off of that. The rest of these guys down here are terrible. Um, But on the flip side of that, like, where he had a little bit of strikeout upside, you know, a little bit, you know, last year, year before, really just hasn't shown that yet. Um, They're just now getting him out of the bullpen and stretching him back out. Maybe it comes with that, but he's just been – he's been really bad this year. So, um. I just don't think I can do it. I think I'd rather take a 6K guy and take some bats from this game and save some money to pay up for pitchings. But let, let's talk about these hitters. Like, when we're looking at, you know, we'll start with the White Sox, like we always do the visiting team here. When we're looking at this lineup, like, nothing's going to excite you on paper. Um, they've called up some young kids. Um, do you have any interest here in any of these bats? I mean, him and as a are both fine. They're both super cheap. Um, Tim Anderson's not terribly priced at 4.2K. If Castillo's in the lineup, he's 2.1K. I really like him because he's not a terrible hitter and like Verhagen's not a good pitcher. And then if I had to, th- if Skull gets in the lineup, like I, I need to look into him more, but he's cheap enough and he's like small sample size, very small sample size, but he has some power, it looks like. Like it's just. Yes. It, yeah, it's just basically going off of like, all right, who could, what could possibly happen? This is baseball. And anytime you're getting a horrible pitcher and a horrible bullpen, all these guys are major league hitters. They're in the lineup for a reason. And so going with guys that are actual decent ones like Tim Anderson, Jimenez, and Abreu, 
and just throwing in some guys that are unproven or we don't know exactly what they're going to do going up against a bad pitcher and stacking it up that way for an extremely low cost is not a bad idea. But, I mean, if we're just talking about the main ones, it would be Anderson, Jimenez, Abreu, and Castillo if they're in the lineup. Yeah, Jimenez, Abreu is where I start. I don't ever play John Jay. I just don't see a lot of upside there. Um, not. <laughs> summed it up. Um, you know, you talked about Matt Skull. Just looking at his, you know, minor league numbers, he he shows the that like he has some power. Um, you know, you remember like this team when their minor league team plays in Charlotte, they're not playing in the PCL and stuff like that. Um, Zavala, he's a guy that has shown a little bit of power upside in AAA. Like he grades out, like he's a top 25 prospect in this organization. He grades out as like a, a raw power guy. He, he's a heavy strikeout, but when he does make contact, he hits home runs. So like if you're looking for a catcher that has some upside, that's 2.8 K boom bust. Um, again, like his minor league numbers are, you know, 38% K rate with a 253 ISO, 16 home runs, like big time strikeout rate. But, you know, one of the things that we're looking at here when we're looking at Verhagen is less than 20% K against righties this season. So I don't hate taking shots on some of these guys. Skull's probably my favorite if I want to save some money and you can play him at first or third base, fantasy draft, you got all those options. So I'm definitely going to be looking at some of these White Sox bats to save money. And, like, we go to the Detroit side of things, and Santiago is just we, – we know all about Santiago. He's just not very good whatsoever. Um, and, and, like, you know, there's some bats here. Like, Dixon has some power against lefties. Um, I, I'm guessing it's Demerite, uh, maybe. But he's shown some upside in AAA. Like, he has a little bit of power. So, as cheap as these guys are, Grant, like we're just looking to maybe like two or three man these guys with a, an expensive stack to still be able to get some pitching that we like. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Gosh, I mean, I would, I wish they wouldn't have gotten rid of Davidson. I wish they had Polka on the team right now. I mean, maybe he's on the twenty-five man roster, but gosh, I miss playing Polka. Oh, much rather play him than John Jay. Like right there, easy swap for me. Yeah. Oh gosh, I had the decision. Doesn't matter the matchup. Doesn't matter if he was going up against Garrett Cole. I'd still rather have Polka because best John Jay is going to do is three points. Maybe if he gets a run five. But oh man, yeah, yeah. This is not. We've spent a lot of time on this game talking about just absolute trash bats, <laughs> trash pitchers, trash bats. Um, yeah, like the four, five, six. I don't hate for Detroit. Like um, Dixon, Demerite, and um, Victor Reyes, but. Don't go too crazy there. Moving on. Miami, New York. Yamamoto against Zach Wheeler. My favorite pitcher in baseball, um, Jordan Yamamoto. Uh, any interest in Jordan Yamamoto? I mean, not really. I'm not really a big believer in him. New York's still a or – or, no, it's City now. Gosh. Uh, City Field's still not that great for hitters. Um, but it's a little bit of a downgrade for Miami. I just don't really want to pay for him. Um, I don't really – wait, what – I was seeing something else. Where? What's his price tag? It's not showing uh, up. Is it potentially someone else pitching? Seven. He's 7.4K. I'm seeing – yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to pay that price tag for him. I mean, you can. He's still got strikeout stuff. He's still got good K rate, but he walks so many guys. This Mets lineup's not too bad. 
I don't know. I don't know. You talk me on to him. I'm not talking to you on to him. I hate him. I think he's terrible. All right, good. We're on the same page there. Yeah, I was being super sarcastic. Like, I'm I'm the biggest hater on Yamamoto, but – I think Dean might be just because he's never gotten him right. I think I hate I hate I think I hate Yamamoto way more than Dean does. Um, you guys had their contest. That's fine. I, I like Dean a lot, um, but I, I don't think anybody has. <laughs> I just you look at this guy, and first of all, the Miami Mar- Marlins organization is just it's very frustrating in general because you have a guy like Zach Gollin who has a, a ton of upside and a ton of talent, and you trade him away. And you're perfectly okay with using a Yamamoto. Like, Yamamoto this season against righties has a 238 Babbitt. He has some regression coming. His XFIP screams, like, regression there. Um, and then, like, we look at his numbers against lefties, and, like, his XFIP is a run and a half higher than his ERA is a 173 Babbitt against lefties. Like, you know, this home run to fly ball ratio will work for him sometimes in Miami, but when we get him outside of Miami, now city field's not the best in, in general, but like if we get him in a spot where I can, you know, get a ballpark upgrade, I'm just going to load up on bats against him um, every time. And I just, uh, the lot of regression numbers here, Grant, a lot of regression numbers here for Yamamoto. I'm on the same page and I just figured it out. Miami hasn't figured out that advanced metrics are a thing. I guess the only possible thing that makes sense. Yamamoto's got a lower ERA. Let's get rid of Gallon. He's clearly the worst pitcher. Uh, Zach Wheeler on the other side. He gets a great matchup here. Uh, obviously, anytime anybody's facing Miami, it's going to be a, a really good matchup. Um, check the weather. Make sure the weather's good. But outside of that, like I like Wheeler more than I like Kershaw and Berrios, and they're more expensive than Wheeler. So um, Wheeler has just been – Absolutely dominant against righties this season. This lineup should have, you know, six, seven, maybe even eight righties plus the pitcher spot in there. So, Zach Wheeler, my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, it's not it's not even that close, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page. The problem is going to be ownership, but, like, it's it's the Marlins most of the time. Like, occasionally they'll blow up a good pitcher, but the strikeout upside with this new lineup that they have where um, they're just – like they've changed up their lineup a lot and there's a lot of strikeouts in it now. Uh, it's just that simple. They're putting out more prospects, trying to get some more looks on these guys. And so there's a lot more K's in the lineup compared to early on the season when they weren't striking out large clip, they were just terrible though. So that's why they could beat up on some pitchers because they were putting the ball in play and they just happened to get lucky. But Wheeler is probably the best, best play on the entire slate when it comes to raw points, a pitcher, and he's cheaper than a few other guys. So, yeah, only reason to fade Wheeler is ownership, and I'm not even going to fade him because of ownership. Uh, the other side of the bats, um, uh, nothing on the Marlins for me. I got nothing. I'm on the same page. Um, let's talk Mets here. Uh, McNeil, second half of the doubleheader, left the game because of a cramp probably going to be back in the lineup. Like Conforto, like Alonzo, uh, those would be the guys that I'd be looking at here. I mean, you know, I always love Alonzo, and only Yamamoto does strike out, guys. Righties, 47% fly ball rate, 47% hard contact rate. Lefties, 58% hard contact rate. <laughs> but, yeah, anyone with power is fine. Like, I don't even mind throwing in Ramos here um, or J.D. Davis. If McNeil's not in the lineup, then obviously don't play him. But if he is, then 
play him. Uh, pretty much anyone with power here is very much in play, even though it's not a great field. Yamamoto just gives up so much hard contact that home runs are going to come here eventually. Yeah, I don't even hate, like, uh, Ahmad Rosario if you want to get deeper into this stack. Like, um, uh, you talked about it. Uh, you know, there's there's regression coming. There really is. And, like, it might not happen this start. It might not happen the next start. But there's plenty of – um there's plenty of regression coming. So, um, I was just kind of looking really quick. Uh, uh, so, Rosario is actually a little bit better against ground ball pitchers than fly ball pitchers. So, that's for what it's worth. Um, moving on, Toronto at Tampa. Trent Thornton against Ryan Yarbrough. Um, any interest here in Thornton? Nah, since Tampa Bay Lions pretty good versus righties and – Trent Thornton's not a very good pitcher. I mean, he gets in a decent ballpark, but I don't really want to pl- play a guy with a 5x fit. Even though he's 5.4K, I just don't think I'm going to do it. Um, there are some strikeouts. You can throw a dart on him, but Chase Anderson and Wojnowski are much better plays. Uh, Yarbrough on the other side of this game, 7.8K. I do like lefties against this team. I don't hate him here, um, but I just – I hate the opener situation. I, you just – Cash has been really like limiting these guys to two times through the lineup, and he's you know seventy five pitches is kind of where these guys have been at mostly. So at seventy eight hundred, I just don't really, I don't really love it. Like I just don't see the upside of maybe like a Descafani, who I think is a better tournament play in my opinion. So like I, I just think that's where I will end up. Like going down to, like, a Connor Men's, um, like, just going down or paying up. Like, I, I just don't hate – I just don't like the spot. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Zero interest in him. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to go out here and load up on these bats. Like, you know, Gary L and B- Bichette are kind of interesting. Vlad's really struggled against lefties since getting called up. You know, I, I don't hate any of these cheap Toronto bats – but, you know, that's kind of the problem. They're, they're starting to creep up a little bit in price um, outside of Bichette. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty much Bichette, Guriel. Maybe Smoke just because he's 3.6K, but that's more of a fantasy draft play. Vlad, if you really want to land, round out a lineup, but it's pretty much it for me. Just call him Bo. Um, any interest here in Tampa? Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Thornton still gives up a decent amount of hard contact both sides of the plate. Gives up fly balls to righties a lot, but like Choi, Pham, Meadows, Darnot, um, Kiermaier, all fine plays. Uh, even Garcia. None of them are really priced too high outside of Meadows and Darnot. So, yeah, I don't mind raised bats. I'm not in love with them. They're rather good bat spots on today's slate, but they're probably top six stack, probably top seven. Yeah, and I really like Fam against ground ball pitchers or fly ball pitchers. Sorry, um, he's a massive ground ball guy. So, never mind Fam. Um, so, you know, if Troy bats lead off one, two, three here, Troy Fam Meadows, I think makes for an interesting little three man. Um, Sogard's interesting, but he's batting so far down the lineup, and he's so expensive now. Uh, it's really tough to stomach that price. Um, we got the Athletics. We got the Cubs. It's Brett Anderson against John Lester. Um, any interest here in Anderson? No, low strikeout rate guy. I mean, I get the wind's probably going to be blowing in a bit here, uh, but like, still, it's not that I have a strikeout team, and he has, just has the lowest strikeout rate. Probably lowest on the slate. 12% is not high enough for me to take a shot on. Yeah, like the wind is going to be blowing in here, like 10 miles an hour blowing in. Like, it makes a difference for sure. 
the problem is there's just like when even when we look at the Oakland side for Leicester, like they just don't strike out against lefties. You know, we've been preaching this all year. This Oakland team just doesn't K against left-handed pitching. So uh, I'm just I'm probably not going to play either one of these pitchers with the wind blowing in. Same. I like when I like when we get wind blowing in um, games, and like I will typically target them, but it's just not a spot that I love. Um, as far as the Oakland bats, anything that you're liking here against Lester? No, not really. Chapman is a potential bat here at 3.9K. He's a better batter than that. Um, don't really want to play Olsen lefty lefty. Can has fine Simeon if you want to chase that game at a shortstop position that doesn't have too many options. They're all fine. I'm not a big fan of any of them uh, outside of Chapman, who's just too cheap. Yeah, Pinder's cheap too if you end up in that price range at second base, 3,600. Um, he's a guy that I don't mind playing against lefties. As far as the Cubs go, like kind of like Nick Castellanos, 3.7K. Um, fresh start here with Chicago. Obviously, he's liking it. Like, we, we look what he's done since he's been traded. He's hitting the ball much better. Um, I think he's just – he needed to get out of that Detroit situation, in my opinion. So, don't mind Castellanos. Don't mind Baez. Um, you know, Baez with that massive strikeout rate against a guy that just doesn't K anybody. You always like Baez against guys that don't strike people out. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be Baez. It'd be Bryant and Castellanos. I pretty much have to play because I had close to 100% of them today, and that worked out well. I worked out real well. I will say that. He's just too cheap. Like, the price tag is really, really nice on him. Seven does not make sense for a guy as good as him. Like, especially going up against the lefty. It makes no sense at all. Like, people still aren't playing him nearly enough. So, I'm more than happy to just take him at this price savings. But, like, they have to increase his price. They will. He'll start hitting here with the Cubs. He just was having a terrible season with Detroit. So, uh, moving on, we got Atlanta at Minnesota, 10.5 total. Max Freed against Jose Barrios. Barrios a slight favorite here at 150. Any interest here in Freed? I I don't think so. Um, wait, is it Freed or is it Fulty? Uh, are they calling Fulty up? Oh, let me, yeah, let me. He um, called Fulty on Monday. I saw that, but um, he will step back in the rotation. So, you're right. It is Fulty. My bad. Oh, good. Um, Fulty is interesting. Um, he's super cheap. Minnesota's not an easy team, but at 6.4K, maybe he has a great game. Like, honestly, I'll throw him in. Anytime you've got a pitcher that was that good at one point, and he's this cheap, even in a tough matchup, I've got some interest in him. Like, he has not been great this season, but he's still a guy that can go out and throw a gem. So, yeah, I have some interest in Fulty. 6.4K, uh, I know he's been terrible. Um, he, it, it's not like he was pitching, like, dominant in AAA, but the command looked a lot better from everything that I was reading, and I think that's huge, um, you know, when you're looking at a guy like Fultonevich. So, 6.4K for the upside. It's a. It's not the best matchup in the world. This Minnesota team is massively – a lot of power in this lineup. A lot of power. So, um, you know, righties, lefties, doesn't matter what they're facing. But they do strike out. Garver has a 28% K rate. Cruz, 27. Sano, 37. Like, there are some strikeouts here. So, if Fultonevich is pitching better and we're going to get him at low ownership, um, I don't mind taking a shot or two of him in tournaments. 
Barrios on the other side of this game, you know, his strikeout rate's not as high as it's been in the past. Um, facing a team that doesn't typically strike out a ton, but like you add in Riley, you add in Duvall, there's some strikeouts in this lineup. It's just it's the it's a price thing for me on Barrios today. Like he's not getting a discount for facing Atlanta. Yeah, and he's probably going to draw some ownership because of how well he's done the last two starts. But those were against Detroit and the White Sox. Literally anyone can look like an all-star pitcher versus them. So I don't have any interest in him. I mean, he's not a high enough K-rate guy to really consider him in this type of matchup. And we don't get a price discount. So I'm crossing him off my list. Fultonet or Jose Barrios is more money against Atlanta than he was last start against Miami. Like, it's just mind-blowing sometimes. So, um, Atlanta bats, just because I'm saying all this about Barrios doesn't mean I'm going to, like, run to go stack the Braves. I think you can play Freeman if you want. Donaldson has one-offs. Like, the power, the two power bats with hard hit rates over 48% would be the two guys that I'd be looking at. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page here. Um, the other side, what do we like here for Minnesota? I mean, a stack's in play. Um Stacks definitely in play. Like, they're a good team. Fulte hasn't been great this season, so I don't mind taking shots on Garver, on Polanco, on Cruz, on Rosario, on Sano. Like, any one of them are fine. Uh, or any one of them are actually good plays. Their price tags outside of Cruz are not terribly restrictive. Um, so, yeah, I will happily play any of them, and I will stack up this Minnesota team that I don't know how many people are going to stack up because Fulte could come out and be trashed like he has been for most of the season. Yeah, this is a classic. If you're if you're playing some Fulte, make sure you get a Minnesota stack because a lot of upside here for Minnesota if Fulte is not pitching well. Um, so I, I do like the stack. I don't think I'd play one-offs here, Grant, outside of Nelson Cruz is hitting everything over the fence right now. Eight home runs in his last ten games. Like He's a, he's a one-off right now. He's so expensive, but like this Minnesota team is expensive. Like you're not getting them cheap. Like you're playing, you're playing like a Chase Anderson, you know, Wojcikowski team, like to make a Minnesota stack work. So you really need them to like absolutely go off if you want that stack to work. So, um, Rockies Astros eight total. Um, Herman Marquez against Zach Granke. Granke's a two fifteen favorite here. We like to pick on the Rockies when they're on the road. What are we doing here with Zach Granke? Uh, we should probably start with Herman Marquez. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you're right, Marquez. <laughs> um, when Marquez is in play, pretty much anytime he's on the slate, this is not an easy matchup. We're not getting a real good price tag, but he's been very good versus righties so far this season. He's going to be facing probably six of them here. Obviously, he's going from the AL or NL to the AL, so now he has to face the DH. And Houston's a great lineup, but he's going to come in at almost no ownership today. And he does have a 30% K rate almost to righty. So I don't, I don't hate playing uh, Marquez here. It's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, we, but we look at this, Grant, and we're like, this is the Herman Marquez that we loved the end of last year. Like, he went out – and he dominated the Dodgers in his last start and pitched well against Cincinnati. He's pitched well against the Yankees recently. Like, this is the guy that, like, we just have been looking for. And a lot of it comes in velocity. His velocity is up almost a one miles an hour. And, like, one mile an hour makes a huge difference. Like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it makes a huge difference. Going from throwing 94-95 to throwing 95-96 – 
His cutter is up in velocity. His slider's up in velocity. Like, everything's up right now for Herman Marquez. So, he's a guy, even at 9.3, that, like, he's a guy that I'm looking at, like, a lot. Like, I think he's a great tournament play. The Astros don't strike out. I I get that. And, and like, I I understand that. But on the flip side of that, if this guy really is back and he is hitting his marks, like, this is a guy when we look back at, you know, like 2018 had a 30, almost a 35% K rate against righties. And this lineup, this lineup is very right-handed heavy. So I like Herman Marquez a lot and I'm going to be playing him quite a bit here down the stretch because velocity matters to me and it's up right now. Yep. But Granky on the other side, this is going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be a low scoring game because it's a good spot for Granky. We like to target the Rockies when they're on the road. It's, it's a good spot for Zach Granky. Yeah, and he basically said, like, target Rockies on the road here. He's first – this is his first appearance for the Astros, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, look at what Aaron Sanchez did in his first appearance for the Astros. <laughs> he gets an increase in K rate. I don't know, but regardless, he's very much in play here. I think I prefer Wheeler, um, but I'll have some Grinky shares in tournaments. He has 800 cheaper, so I'll throw in whichever guy fits. Grinky's in a great spot going up against a struggling team on the road uh, with the biggest downgrade in ballparks. So, yeah, I I do like Grinky here. I prefer Wheeler, but uh, if Grinky's going to come in at that much lower ownership, I'll definitely have some shares of him. Bats, um, anything on the Rockies here? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, just not really worth it. I mean, you can, take a, you can always take a shot on Arenado at 4.4K. Like, I don't mind that at all. It's not a great spot, but Arno is still a beast. Outside of him, I'm not going with anyone else. Yeah, Dahl in the IL, Blackman's still expensive, Story's expensive. Like, you know, you mentioned Arenado at 4.4K. I, I don't hate that. Like, and then you go to the Astros side, like Springer's 5.2, Alvarez is 5.1, Jose Altuve's 4.7. But there's a guy that stands out to me, and it's Bregman at 4.4. Like, if I'm playing anybody from Houston – it's probably Brantley or Bregman just because they're both under 4.5K. And if, if it is a struggle a little bit for Marquez, it's usually lefties, so I don't hate Brantley. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind Bregman. I like, or I like Bregman. I like Brantley. I don't mind Alvarez. Um, he still doesn't strike out lefties at the high of a clip and gives up some hard contact here. Part of that's for Coors, but Alvarez can still hit the ball out of the park on anyone. So I'm fine with those three guys. They're all Bregman and Brantley are too cheap, and then Alvarez is going to be very underowned. And honestly, throwing Correa, I don't mind a four-man stack here. Um, Marquez very easily could just mow through everyone. There's always the possibility it gets blown up because this is the Astros, and they are very good. Philadelphia at Arizona. Jake Arrieta against Mike Leake. Nine and a half total here. Pick him game. Um, any interest in Arrieta? No, no, he's he's not very good. And Arizona's got some good bats. Yeah, too many lefties. That's it. Just too many lefties here for Arietta. If it's a right-handed heavy team, don't mind playing him. But one, two, three, four, five, six lefties, uh, that's a pass. Uh, Mike Leake, I'm pretty sure this is his first start um, with Arizona. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't understand the pickup, but I, I guess uh, it is what it is. I don't have any interest here in Leak at 8.4K. Yeah, it's the price tag that makes me entirely out. I'm not buying into his streak of good games. Not a lot of upside, not an easy lineup, not going to play him. 
8.4K. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Grant, let's talk some bats here. Philly, what do we like here for Philly? Um, don't mind Hoskins. Uh, Leak hasn't been great to either side of the play. Gives up high hard contact rates, but more fly balls to righty. So Hoskins is very much in play here at just 4.5K. Don't mind Harper. Outside of them, I, th- I think those are really the only two that I'm going with. And Hoskins is by far my favorite of the guys. Yeah, and if you want to pay it for catcher, I don't hate Real Muto. Um, like, the reasons that you like Hoskins, I like Real Muto if you want to pay up. But I'm always one to pay down at catcher. Uh, but if I was going to pay up, I don't hate Real Muto. As far as the Arizona bats go, like, any of the lefties are fine. Uh, they're an interesting stack on, on as a late-night hammer type stack. Um, I don't mind Marte, Escobar, Peralta as maybe like a three-man. Avilia as a catcher, like I said, 4K if you want to pay up. But uh, it's the lefties in the Arizona lineup. Yeah, and I really like Peralta's price of 4.1K. He's the guy that really stands out, but Escobar and Marte are still both fantastic plays. Yep, that Peralta price um, is fantastic. So, Washington at San Francisco taking on the Giants. Anibal Sanchez against Connor Menzez. Menez? Menez? Um, any interest here in Sanchez? Not at AK, even though it's in San Francisco and they haven't been great, I still don't really want to play him. And there's probably going to be a decent amount of lefties in there, which I feel like Sanchez in the past has been a bit reverse splitsy. Um, but he has a normal splits for some reason this year. So any any case, like I don't want to pay 8K for him. So I'm not going to play him. Right. Um, what about Mr. Redbeard, um, Connor Menez? I'm not going there. It's Even though it's in San Francisco – don't have a huge sample size of him in the majors. He didn't strike out a ton of guys, but the swing strike rate does not reflect that. Um, so going up against a good Washington team at 7.2K, not worth it for me. See, I kind of disagree. Like, he has a 16% um, swing and strike rate in AAA this season. Like, it's always been really, really high, and his strikeout rates have always been really, really high. My only issue is, like, they just don't strike out like Washington against lefties. One of the best, you know, strikeout rates in baseball as far as hitting side. So, you know, I think Menez is a guy that has a strikeout ability um, when we're looking at his triple A stats, but I don't think this is the spot I'll play him. I think if he stays up with the team, we're going to have spots to play him down the stretch. And I just don't think this is one of them. But again, he's another guy like I wouldn't necessarily talk you off of it, but just look at the stats. Like, there's not – there's just not any strikeouts in this Washington team. They just don't strike out. Yeah. Um, Washington bats, anything standing out to you here? No. Not going up against an all-right pitcher in San Francisco. I just – I don't want to play anyone in San Francisco when it's 60 degrees outside, especially when half of them cost around 5K. <laughs> right on. Um I guess Rendon, like we, we would be bad not to mention Rendon just because of how good he is against lefties, but it's really all I got. Um, San Francisco here. I know Sanchez is not great. Like if you want to play any of the cheap bats, like, you know, we say it every day. Like it, it just, we should just, you know, copy paste, you know, repeat Brandon belts cheap. Yep. Yeah, pretty much it. Vote makes lineup. Don't mind him. Um, that's pretty much it for me. It's in San Francisco. So, not a lot of interest here. Yeah, good thing Scooter hit his home run before this um, homestand. So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right. San Diego at Seattle. We got the Nelson Lamette against Wade LeBlanc. Um, what are we doing here with Lamette? I don't think I want to pay for him. Um, that's just the issue. 8.5 is a little bit tough. He's not going to go terribly late in the game. Like, I don't hate the move. I think I prefer Disco if Stu is the only reason I'm not on him. He does have a very good K rate. I just don't know if he's going to get over 90 pitches. Actually, I likely think that he's not going to. Seattle's a bad team, so it could easily strike out eight, nine guys in five innings going up against him. But it's just a little bit tough to pay that for a guy that may not go late into the game. Yeah. I like the tournament appeal. Like, I don't love a lot of guys in this range today. So, if I'm looking to pay down from, like, a Wheeler or Granky Marquez and maybe, like, a Marquez-Lamette um, team just to be a little different with some of my builds, like, I, I don't hate it. Um, we know how much Seattle strikes out. We really haven't seen Lamette put together a good game to really know how long they'll let him go into a game. So, if he's pitching well here, maybe they let him pitch a little bit more. But – he is coming off a pretty um, serious injury, so he might be capped at 90. Like, we, we really don't know. So, um, I understand your point. Like, you know, if you're if you're wanting to pay a little bit more for Marquez, who, you know, we know it can go over 90 pitches if he's pitching well, or if you want to pay down a little bit for Descafani, who, you know, can go 100 pitches. But even like Descafani, he's only thrown over 100 pitches one time out of the last 10 games. So, like this range, this range just kind of stinks today. That that's the biggest problem. But you know, finding the eight hundred dollars for Marquez, I think, is something that I'll probably do, unless I'm like pairing them together or just wanting to be a little different on the build. Yeah. Um, Wade LeBlanc on the other side of this game, he stinks. Yeah, he's much better against uh, lefties than he is against righties, and. Unfortunately, everyone in this lineup is a righty. Um, I'm not sure if he's actually that terrible right now. Just I prefer to hit him to go against some lefties. I don't hate it in tournaments at 5.6K, but I drastically like Chase Anderson better. Uh, so I probably won't use Wade LeBlanc at all. But there are strikeouts in this lineup. Just yeah, it's a problem. There's not many lefty-lefty matchups for LeBlanc here. Uh, let's talk Padres bats. Uh, Tatis Machado's really cheap. He's been great against lefties this season. Renfro always really good against lefties. I don't know if I would stack it like a five man stack, but I don't hate maybe looking at maybe like a two or three man here. Yeah, Tatis I really like like him every single day. Manny's too cheap at four point four k, and Renfro's too cheap at four point four k. Outside of them, I mean, not really a whole lot. I want to play here. I mean, if Myers is in the lineup. Um, then I think you can take a shot on him. I'm double-checking his price here because I spelled his name wrong. Um, but, yeah, Myers is still a guy with some power. He's only 3.8K if he makes the lineup here, got the platoon split. But that's about it for me. Yeah, there's some upside for sure. Um, anybody from Seattle? Vogelbach going up against the righty. That's about it really come to that Seattle team that we stacked a ton at the beginning of the season. Not anymore. Miles Nikolas. Baseball for any stretch of time pretty much this season was the Mariners at the beginning of the season. Yeah, now man, that that was glorious times, but not anymore. Um, Miles Mikolas, Clayton Kershaw, eight and a half total. Kershaw is a minus 200 favorite. Um, what are we doing here with Miles Mikolas? Not using him. Struggles versus lefties, not high strike. 
strikeout pitcher, there's a bad, bad spot for him. You've already mentioned it, home road splits. He's much worse on the road. Very different um, home road splits for sure. Um, Clayton Kershaw here. Uh, Kershaw is certainly looking a lot better this season compared to last, but 11.8K for a guy that only has one game over 30 this season, and it was against Miami. It's just – it seems like a, a lot to ask. Um, you know, especially like, you know, you got to think like Ozuna's back. Like, it's just – it's probably not the spot that I would pay 11.8 for Kershaw. Yeah, it's probably not worth it. I still may use him a bit if I just have the funds since there are some cheap, cheap stacks on the slate. But Wheeler's a much better play. Grinky's a much better play with both of them probably – more upside. Yeah, like my other biggest issue with Kershaw is like this is his highest price point of the year. Like it's just a lot of pitching on the slate. Like Barrios's price doesn't make a lot of sense. Kershaw's price doesn't make a lot of sense. Like it's that's my issue today. Like even Granky's price doesn't make a ton of sense. Like you know he's a guy that's usually in that ninety-five to ten-five range, and like. He just seems cheap, too. But anyway, um, I digress. Any interest here in the Cardinals' bats? None whatsoever. Yeah, I'm with you. Miles Miklos, um, I don't mind, you know, looking at a left-handed um, Dodger stack again. Like, they're making me some money on Monday night. I think you can go right back to the well here. Miles Miklos struggles on the road. He struggles with lefties. Um, always a guy that I like to check the umpire. Uh, we don't have that data up right now in front of us, but – Always a guy that I like to, you know, check the umpire because he is a very heavy control guy and can eat up if there's a like a Bill Miller or somebody behind the plate. Yeah, no, I I like the lefties here. Um, Jock Jam's too cheap at 4K. Muncy's a little bit too cheap at 4.7. Bellinger's priced about right. Seager's a little cheap at 4K. And even throwing in Turner or Pollock um, into your stack, they're both pretty cheap here. I mean, Glosa is better versus righties, but he's still – just an average pitcher. He doesn't strike a whole lot of guys, so Babip can easily go their ways. Uh, but it's mostly the lefties that I'm looking at. Yeah, I really like that price on Jock Jams, 4K. Um, especially with, like, Pollock banged up and Verdugo kind of banged up right now. Hernandez on the IL. Like, it might not be a spot, like, Jock gets pinch hit for or something along those lines. Maybe, like, a Tyler White pinch hits for him. But I think his opportunity to stay in the game uh for the whole game is a little bit higher here which is always nice and you know i don't even hate turner at 4.4 but I, I like the seeker price i think that was a good call um let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here uh grant give me a guy under 8k to get six or more strikeouts on the slate wojanowski all right um let's see Um, you know what? This is either going to go really good or really bad, but I, I think Fulty has the upside to get there. So I'll take Fulty. I don't think a lot of these guys, like Chase Anderson's probably not likely going to go out and get, you know, six or more Ks. So like, I guess it's there. He's probably the next best option, but um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. I'm going to go with Leak and just take the super easy option. Um, I'm going to say Lester, even with the wind blowing in, it's just not a team that strikes out a lot. I think his upside's limited in the spot. Um, give me a guy over 4k to hit a home run. I'm going with Tatis. Yeah, I like that one. You know what? Give me Max Muncy. 
good spot for Muncie. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Cassianos. Oh, that was my guy, too. I figured it might be. Um, all right, now i got to frantically search for somebody. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to go to Chicago White Sox-Detroit game. <laughs> um, just pick a player, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right? You know what? Give me um, Travis Demerite, Demerite at, and it'll be his first career multi-hit game. <laughs> That, that's a call, right? Uh, stack to score six or more runs, Grant. Who do you got? I'm going balls out with the White Sox. I don't think it's that crazy. I think both those teams have potential to do that today. Um, You know what? Give me the Kansas City Royals. So, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, now that we just picked the Royals and the White Sox to score six or more runs, I think it's time to go. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one to end on. So, All right, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.